and we back in this thing like we left something. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to season four of I Got a Story to Tell. I want to thank everybody for coming back, rocking with me again. Um, more stories from my life. Um, we've been rocking for a long time. Felt like we ain't talked in a long time, y'all. Um, but it is finally here, and I'm happy. I am happy. Y'all got to understand, this is like therapy for me. Um, to sit here and tell stories of my life, get things out in the open, out in the atmosphere, um, and just also let people in on who I am and what makes me me. So I thank y'all for listening. Um, one thing I am going to do this season. Um, first of all, shout out to a listener, Dion in Oakland. Shout out Dion in Oakland. And he brought about this idea. He and I were having a, a conversation. Um, he hit me up. Uh, we start communicating a little bit. So uh, he reached out to let me know. He said, I fuck with the music that you have playing in the background when you're telling your story. Um, he said it matches the story. And I'm like, oh, okay, dope, cool. I appreciate that. We start talking about music a little bit. Um, and a lot of y'all know I'm a huge music fan. And so he brought about the idea of me sharing music. And so I've always, for as long as, shit, maybe say the last 15 years, I've always done this thing where on Monday mornings I pick an album of the week. I'll listen to it the entire week. Not saying that's all I listen to, but I'll focus on that album during the week just to, to a learn some new music. And sometimes I pick albums that I've already heard and I've already listened to, but I just, you know, take it to the lab and, and, and listen again with more mature ears. And so I'm going to start sharing an album of the week every week. And so, um, like I say, sometimes I'll pick albums I've never listened to. Sometimes I'll pick albums that um, I've listened to before. But this week's album of the week is the new Killer Mike album. It's called Michael. The shit is fire. The shit is fire. Hip-hop album of the year, if you ask me. Now, before this conversation, before I listened to it, um, I thought Ransom's director cut, Director's Cut 4 with Nicholas Craven was album, hip-hop album of the year. But... Killer Mike's album is fire. Um, quick shout out to my brother Mac, uh, Diallo, um, OP, for all like really putting me up on this album. Like, hey, you need to listen to it. This shit is fire. And it is. Um, so that's my album of the week this week. Michael by Killer Mike. Um, secondly, y'all have heard me in previous stories mention my Aunt Joanne, my Aunt Joe. Um, she has passed recently Rest in peace Aunt Joe I love you uh, You will be missed um, So that has taken place since last time we talked um, So That is all I have to say before getting into this week's story And I know y'all ready I got a story to tell Let's go Right here. 
takes place <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to tell this story but um, I said if I did share this story it'll be with y'all um, and what better way than to start the new season than with this story so this story takes place at the end of 2002 and at the tip tip top of 2003 um, this is when I learned I knew I didn't have what it takes to be a pimp, right? So, I, people who know me know that for years, I have had an affinity for hookers. Like the streetwalker type, not call girls, not like the pretty well-kept ones that, you know, are in the lobby at Las Vegas, come up to your room, you know, that shit. Not them. Like, I'm talking about the ones, you know, a little disheveled. You might come across them. They might have, you know, a problem with, with substance abuse, um, down on their luck. You know, shit like that, right? Like, I've always had an affinity. Not anymore. You know, I'm saved, sanctified. Holy Ghost filled and baptized in the blood of Jesus. Hey, glory, my father, right? So, I've changed. But, so I'm a strong believer in you can get over it shit you can rehab not rehab i ain't have to go to rehab but you can get out of shit right so people know well people close to me know like i used to love hookers right there are some famous well infamous or just stories period between my crew um about some of my dealings with street workers there's a story and i'm gonna get to the story but i i got to share with my people right there's a story that people know <laughs> Some people know about with me, a hooker, uh, and a driveway, and some plastic bags from Kroger, right? God rest Ronnie's soul, but it was in his driveway. Whatever the case may be, whatever the story may be. So there are some stories that people know about me and hookers, right? So, um, I've always had this. Like, I've always had the spirit of a John and a pimp, like in my soul, in my heart, right? Like I've seen every pimp movie documentary there is. I mean, whether it was pimps up, holes down, American pimp, hookers and Johns, hookers on the point, um, every pimp movie you can think of, you know, Superfly, Willie Dynamite, all that, right? Like I really used to feel in my heart, like I think I could be a pimp. So let's get to the story. <laughs> so this is 2002 late 2002 at the time i'm living in tampa florida and my brother and i we we're always together you see him you see me you see me you see him we ripping and run we doing everything except this weekend my brother is in houston texas visiting his girlfriend at the time so i'm at the crib i'm chilling i'm, I'm solo don't know really what i'm gonna do also at that time I would get whatever new mix CD was out. I would go over to the flea market on Nebraska Avenue in Tampa and go see my homie. He was an African cat. He was from Senegal, Senegalese cat. And he had a booth over at the flea market. He would sell everything from um, 
Egyptian musk oil to um, mixed CDs, bullshit sunglasses. He sold everything, but I would always go to him. My routine was always the same when I came into the uh, flea market. I would walk in, see the Puerto Rican niggas right there. They would sell everything from uh, rosaries, cooking up mafungo, all that. So I walk in, see the Puerto Rican niggas, be like, hey, what's up? They be like, hey, what's up, Mike? I see the Arab cats who had to stand and sold the bullshit jewelry. So I go holler at them. Salam alaikum, brothers. Alaikum salam. We talk, chop it up a little bit. Go around the corner. There was this woman who would always be walking around in the aisle where uh, the African, my African homie was. She would always have a plate, like a styrofoam carton of food and be eating and shit. She would always speak to me. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And I'll go get my CDs, right? So I hadn't been to see my homie in a minute. But he always got new CDs on Saturdays. And so I would usually go on a Saturday, but this was a Friday and I hadn't seen him in a while. So I go over there, walk in, see the Puerto Rican nigga. What's up? Hey, what's up, Mike? See the Arab. Salam alaikum, brothers. Talk to them. Go see the African cat. See the, the lady walking around. Hey, how you doing? I ain't seen you in a while. Hey, how you been doing? Just came to get my music. She said, I know you ain't going to forget that music. I said, yes, ma'am. Go over and talk to my African home. He said, it's Friday. You should have waited till tomorrow. I got some new stuff coming. I said, I'm going to come right back tomorrow. He said, okay, cool. So I buy like 10 CDs. I'm leaving. The lady said, you got your music? I said, yes, ma'am. I got it. She said, okay, you be safe out there. I said, yes, ma'am. Get in the car. I'm off. The next day, Saturday comes. Get up, run some errands. I go back over to the flea market. I happen to see one of my homeboys over there. And we talking in the parking lot. We shooting the shit. I ain't seen him in a while. We shooting the shit about 10 minutes. We go inside. I go over. I talk to the Puerto Ricans. Talk to the Arabs. Talking to the Arab brothers for a minute. We chopping it up for probably 15 minutes. Me and my homeboy I saw in the parking lot. We go our own way, whatever. I go get my, my, my CDs, whatever. I'm coming back out into the parking lot. And I see the lady who has the food. She's getting in the car with my homeboy. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm thinking to myself, I ain't know he knew her. Cool. I leave. About a week later, I run into my homeboy again. I'm talking to him. I say, hey, last time I saw you over at the flea market, I said, I saw you leaving with the uh, with the, the older lady that has the, uh, that always eating the food. He said, yeah. I was like, man, she nice as shit. I was like, I don't know what, what stall she has in the flea market. Um, what she sells over there, but you know, she real nice. He like, what? So I repeat myself. I said, I don't know what stall she has or what she's selling over at the flea market, but she's really nice. And he was like, oh, nigga, you wildin'. I'm like, fuck you talking about? He like, you serious? I said, yeah, what's up? He like, oh, she said last. I said, I'm sorry. He said, she a hooker. I said, like a hooker hooker? He said, yeah. I said, oh. I said, well, she like a church lady. He said, yeah. Everybody say that. I said, but she ain't out walking with the other hookers. Now, where the flea market sits is on Nebraska Avenue. For people who, I don't want to offend nobody. People who know about hooker culture, street walker culture, in this country. Y'all know it's some famous hoe strolls in this country. 
Hunts Point being one, uh, Fillmore Street, um, shit, Gessner here in Houston being another, and Nebraska Avenue in Tampa, Florida. They sell pussy up and down Nebraska all day, every day, right? So I'm like, well, she don't be outside. He like, nah, she that's her that's her thing. She be inside. Um, she ain't dressed, you know, with her titties and ass out and all that. I'm like, oh wow, uh, okay, cool. He backdoors that comment by saying, hey, and she got the best head in Hillsborough County. I said, excuse me, say nigga. The best head in Hillsborough County. Shout out to everybody in Hillsborough County, Tampa, Florida. I say, what? He say, when I tell you, nigga, best ever. I say, oh, wow. Now, as he's telling me this, on the exterior, on my exterior, I have to look like I don't care, like I'm not into hookers, that shit. Oh, but inside, nigga. It's a kid on Christmas Eve. I'm like, oh, shit, nigga. I'm excited, right? Oh, I am excited. I'm thinking to myself, ooh, I need to sample this then. You can't tell me about something good and me not want a little slice of it, right? So I'm like, ooh, shit. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool, that's what's up. We go our separate ways. As I'm driving home, I'm thinking, I need to sample that. So, a couple days pass. I'm formulating my plan. Because all the cats in the flea market know what day I usually come in. And if I come in on a day that ain't my normal day, and I'm talking to the hooker that wear the church clothes, I'm like, they're going to look at me like, oh, this nigga here buying pussy, right? I don't need everybody in my business. Because I'm saved, sanctified, baptized in the blood and Holy Ghost field, right? Hey, glory. So I'm like, I got to do this right. So I concoct this plan in this story in my head. I said, I'm going to go in, see my African homie. Tell him I'm about to go out of town and I'm here on one of my weird days so I can get some new music. So that's what I do. I go in. See everybody, they look at me like, damn, this nigga usually come in on Saturday. It's something like an odd ass Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. So I go in, she right there. Talk to my homie for a minute. I get some music. She say, you get your music? I say, yes, ma'am, I got it. Now, let me describe her to y'all. She looked like she could play a little three technique at a D2 school, right? She looked like she can put her hand in the dirt and rush the QB. She got some size to it, right? Back wide as a pool table, right? Um, Some long titties. Titties longer than a Monday at a job you hate. The face ain't bad, though. It's regular. It ain't bad. It's like on some regular shit. Like, I've smashed, like, way worse. Like, y'all know, I've, I've shared with y'all before. I've smashed some Snapdragons and some Bull Weevils. I have some of those on my Carfax. I don't want y'all to think, like, damn, he only smashing bad ones. No, no. Like, if you do the numbers and add, it's not really equal, right? There's no balance on my Carfax. I've smashed way more Mud Ducks than I've smashed bad ones, right? Like, I don't have an array of bad ones on my Carfax. I have an array of booger wolves, snapdragons, snapping turtles. Um, uh, I, I got some bad ones on there. So I'm not really picky with a lot of stuff, right? Like, I'm not really picky with that, right? So back to what I was saying. Back to the story. 
So I get my music. She's like, you got your music? I say, yes, ma'am, I got it. My normal routine is after I say, yeah, I got it, I walk off and I say, hey, you be good. You take care of yourself. And I go on by my business. Oh, but today, um, hey, how, how you been? She surprised. Like, nigga, what? She like, huh? I say, how you been? I'm talking like we grew up and went to church together. Mind you, this woman is all of, she mid to late 50s. At the time, I'm tw early 20s. So she looking at me like, nigga, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, hey, how you been? She like, I've I, I been good. How, how you been? I'm like, I've been good. So I walk up a few steps, turn around, look at her, and give her like a head bob. Like, hey, what's up? Like, like motion in my head. Like, come out to this parking lot. So she started walking toward me. We get to the door. We walking out. So I'm like, so what's up with you? She like, huh? Now, I kind of worried for a minute because I'm like, man, I think this nigga done set me up and told me a lie. Because the way she's acting, like she don't understand what I'm trying to get at, right? So I'm like, damn, this nigga done told me a lie. I done, you know, came at this woman and she a whole, like she a whole holiness woman. I'm coming to her like she a prostitute. She looking at me like, huh? I'm like, what's, what's up? She was like, nothing? What's, what's up? I'm like, fuck. So I panicked. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I was just seeing how you been. And I and I go to walk off, and she starts laughing. She's like, I'm playing with you. She was like, what you want? I'm like, shit, what you selling? What you got? So I was like, get in the car with me. So we get in the car. So she was like, drive around the corner real quick. So we get out, bust a right. So now it's time to talk price, right? I understand. I understand all hooker John terminology. I know the menu, how much everything, what's the going rate. You know what I'm saying? So I asked, I'm like, shit, how much, what's up? What's, what, what, what you talking about? She like, you know, because at the time, it was probably about $20 for head. You know, might be $45, 50 for a half and half, right? So she like, 15 for the head? I'm sold at this point, shit. You can have this $15. I'm thinking to myself. So in my pocket, I got three $20 bills. I got 60 whole US dollars, right? In my pocket. So I'm driving. She talking, she talking, she talking. She tell me to pull over by this little bill. So I pull over. This midday, y'all. This ain't even nighttime. I'm fishbowling it, meaning I have no tent on my window. I'm out here about to take a chance of going to jail. Going to Hillsborough County Jail on a solicitation charge, right? But I'm stupid, I don't care. So I'm driving, she talking. I'm not hearing shit she talking about. I don't care what she's talking about. Fellas, have y'all ever been in this situation? I know you have, I don't even know why I asked it. But I, I ain't saying it gotta be with a hooker, but with a girl. You know what she there to do, what you there to do. But she talking about her kids, her job, what this going, you don't care about none of that shit. It's that uncomfortable bullshit conversation that goes on because you don't want to seem like an asshole and just come out like, hey, what's up with that pussy though? Like, you don't want to do that. So you entertain the bullshit conversation. This is the point I'm at. But I'm like, damn, why am I even here? Like, I shouldn't even care. This is a hooker. This is a prostitute. But I'm still a respectful person. And I don't want to be like, hey, let's kill all that and what's up with the head though? So I'm just listening. I'm entertaining the stories. She's talking. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, soon as she take a breath, I'm going to whip one of these $20 bills out. 
flash it over, hold it between my two fingers like, hey, come on, let's hop to it, right? So she takes a break, boom, crisp 20 out. She said, oh, okay, right to it then, huh? My goofy, yeah, that's just how I like to do it, just straight to it. Think to myself, nigga, why'd you say that? You've entertained about 25 minutes of conversation. Ain't no straight to it. You're full of shit, nigga. So anyway, nigga, when I say good as advertised, oh my word, y'all, nigga, suck your shoelaces out your shoes without untying them, right? I mean, nigga, I came so fast, had it been a bullet, we both would have been dead, right? So it was... I'm going to say two minutes max. And I might be being generous with the two minute shit, right? I'm astonished. I'm like, oh my God. So at this point, most hooker John transactions, like you let her out the car or you drop her back off where she need to go. Nigga, the head so far, I started, I picked back up the conversation where she left it off or she topped me off, right? Like at this point, I care. I care. I'm like, oh, Jesus. So after about five minutes, she had to let me know, like, hey, you like drop me back off and shit. She can tell like, oh, this old suck ass nigga, he he like me type shit. So I drop her off. I'm driving home with no music on. Oh, nigga, it's silence. It's silence in the car. I'm just driving home, nigga, like, oh, my God. I get to the crib. I'm sitting around the crib. I shower, sit around the crib, probably about two hours. I say to myself, I got to go get knocked off again. I get back in the car, drive back over there and pick her up for round two of the headshot, right? Nigga. It may be two minutes and it's, you know, nigga, lift off, pow, right? Two minutes. And again, I may be being generous with the two minutes, right? I'm like, oh my word. This time, I go to drop her off and I say to myself and to her, well, first I say to myself, hey, you should get her phone number. So I drop her off. As she's getting out, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Hey, you, you got a phone number? She like, huh? I'm like, it just, if I want to call you, you know, she like, why would you want to call me? Oh, nigga, I'm looking bad now. In the eyes of this prostitute, I'm looking terrible. I've lost all cool points. I'm no longer a John. I'm some weirdo nigga trying to like call her. So she says, I, she shoot me the number. I'm to the crib. Next day, I don't even call. I get up. I go straight over there. Got another hot 24. I'm like, man, listen, this shit is amazing. This time she gets in the car. Same thing. Boom. I mean, nigga, listen to me, fellas. She can suck the boom out of a bomb, nigga. It's like that. I'm like, wow. She's blessed. Like, she has real, like, talent, right? Drop her off. I'm back at the crib. At this point, I start thinking to myself, I need to be her pimp. I'm sitting there having a full mental conversation with myself. I need to be her pimp. Like the amount of money like I could make 
of pimping out this woman, right? I know y'all like, Mike, you on some other shit. I was really thinking that. See, women, what y'all don't understand, the right sexual things, hey, get a nigga mind going, right? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm not on no fucking uh, couples advice shit. I ain't on that. So, sitting there and I'm thinking like, man, listen, I, man, I could make a fucking fortune. But then I started thinking, I'm like, okay, all the pimp, like movies and documentaries I've watched, the pimps never mess with the, the, the chick. Like they don't, they don't do that. And they don't give them no money. They take all the money. And I'm such a nice person. I'm thinking like, man, I would have to give her something. You know, like she out there working. So I'm sitting there like, man. So what do I do? Later on that evening, I'm like, you know, I'm about to go, I'm about to go holler at old girl. So I go over there, pick her up. Same thing. Knocks me off. We start talking. So me and the throat go like we're we're having we're in full-fledged conversation at this point about like management. Like, like I can manage her. And she was like, huh? I'm like, listen, you out here taking these chances, you got this talent. Oh, nigga, I'm out here in full sales mode. I could be the new age pimping Ken or the new Rosebud. That's R-O-S-E-B-U-D-D. Two Ds for a double dose of this pimping, right? So I could, I'm, I'm really trying to sell her on like, hey, I can be a pimp, yada, yada, yada. She's looking at me like I'm a stone cold, like weirdo. We finish having this conversation. She like, all right, you can drop me off. I'm like, all right. I drop her off. I get home. I'm sitting there like, man, like I really, like I really, really want to keep all these headshots for myself. I have now transitioned to, I wanna, want her to like solely be mine. I'm tripping y'all. Like I'm full-fledged tripping. I wanted to pimp her. I wanted to have her to myself. I'm oh, I'm losing. I'm losing. I'm tripping off off the throat goat, right? I go back over the next week, over the next 7 days, y'all. I know and I am not bullish. I know I went at least 15, 20 times over the next week. Over the next seven days, I went that many. I was going so many times during the day. It was one time I went like three or four times in a day. Three or four times in a day to see this woman. I come home one night. I'm chilling. My brother, he, where you been? Because he didn't came back in town and all that. Where you been? I'm like, shit, just out riding and shit. Like, oh, okay, cool. Whole night, I'm thinking about it. I'm like. I need to see her, man. I call the phone. <laughs> I don't get no answer on the phone. Come back to the damn flea market. Go in. She ain't there. I'm like, oh, man. Go see my African homie. Buy some CDs. I throw it up in a little conversation. I'm like, hey, well, where the one lady be right You know, around here? Nigga like, man, shit. She done moved around. I'm like, huh? 
Yeah, man. She ain't say who, but she said some weird old nigga like she got scared of him and all that. I'm like, huh? He like, yeah, you know she was a hooker, right? I'm like, nah, I ain't even know. He like, yeah, she was a hooker. I was like, oh. She got scared of some nigga. I always come to see her multiple times of the day, and she thought the nigga was going to try to hurt her because he liked her, she thought. Not. I'm like, damn, word. She like, I mean, uh, Africa, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn, that's some wild shit. He like, yeah. He like, you know, some of these niggas be weird. I'm like, yeah, man, these niggas be wild. Nigga, it was me. I scared off the hooker, y'all. I scared away the hooker. Because I became the nigga. They couldn't just come get, you know, hit off time to time and, you know, gone by my business. I turned into the weird old nigga who followed Diamond home from the strip club, y'all. I'm out. Don't